0: have been born at any time in history, and the Most High Yahuwah chose for us to be here and now, a time when knowledge has increased and many go to and fro. We find ourselves in the time of the end according to the book of Daniel and as we have seen, comes with both blessings and spiritual trials like no other. The book of Revelation, the field manual to the end times, tells us what to expect and how to prepare but was obscured from the generations with parables and hidden understandings just waiting for these last days to be unsealed. While we may also not get everything right, we will be leaning on the Spirit of Truth of the Most High, Yahuwah Sebaoth, in the name of Yahusha HaMashiach, to reveal to us the proper understanding. For who knows if you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this? Shabbat shalom, and welcome back, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Parable of the Vineyard YouTube live stream, Revelation Line-by-Line Study. My name is Adam, your host, and I welcome you back. So I hope uh, hope you all are doing well. Um, we, we're in a time where most of the world is in quarantine, self-quarantine, lockdown, um, lots of different terminology for it, but uh, we're living in some interesting times, brothers and sisters. Uh, really is. And... You know, I think I need to do a study just on the book of Jasher uh, in the time where the Israelites were, um, when they were in captivity, from the time when Joseph died to the time that they were in utter slavery. There's so many missing uh, verses, or there's so much missing understanding there that was not included in the, um, in the canon, but was included in Jasher. And some of the measures that the Egyptians took to get the Israelites to kind of submit to this slavery is honestly really reminiscent of what's, uh, what's going on right now. So uh, there's certainly a lot of things we can glean from that. But in any case, um, welcome back. This is part five, and brothers and sisters, welcome to what may be one of the most important line-by-line studies we have ever done on Parable of the Vineyard. The book of Revelation has truly been veiled over the centuries, and I do believe Yahuwah has begun to unseal it over the past few years Now, with that being said, let it be known that I am merely a student of the Word and I have felt led to share the little bit of wisdom that Yahuwah may have bestowed upon me, which means I won't have everything right. But this study, I ask you to test everything I say. This study will be so in-depth that even the new believer will be able to understand it. Likewise, the learned disciple should also be able to glean new information. Some concepts shared, uh, some of you, you know... It may be something you already understand. Some of the things may be new. Either way, take all matters to Yahuwah in prayer, and He will guide you. As it must be known that 1 John 2.27 says, The anointing which you have received of Him abides in you, and you need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you of all things, and is truth. And is no lie, and even has taught you, you shall abide in him. And Matthew 23 8 says, But be you not called rabbi, for one is your master, even Mashiach, and you are all brethren. So, with that being said, consider me just your uh, study partner, your brother, and let's dig in. So, um, yeah, so we're welcome back here to part five. Uh, if you haven't watched the first uh, four parts, it's not really necessary uh, because we're just doing kind of a chapter by chapter, line by line study. And tonight we're going to be doing uh, chapters four and five, as long, as long as I go fast enough and don't get to, too deep in the rabbit holes, the rabbit trails, if you will. Um, but uh, we're going to be talking about the throne room scene. And um, we're going to be talking about uh, kind of the start of the Day of Yahuwah, which which what we'll see here uh, the beginning of this throne room scene is the beginning of the Day of Yahuwah, which is commonly known as the Day of the Lord. And um, we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, the two witnesses um, and just kind of actually there's a lot to the throne room scene. I can't tell you how many times that I've just kind of read right through it. Uh, but going through the study allowed me to really slow down and kind of pick it apart, and so that's what we're going to get to do tonight. So before we get started, we're going to do some uh, uh, shofar blast, and we're going to do some prayer. We're going to petition Yahuwah to uh, guide us through the study and to open eyes and ears that we all may grow thereby. And uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's let's start with actually a prayer. Let's bow our hearts. Heavenly Father, Yahuwah, Most High, we just come before you in Yahusha's name. And we just thank you for this opportunity to study together, to gather, even though it's not in the flesh. Uh, I know that we are together in the Ruach. And um, we also know what the scripture says where two or three are gathered in your name, there you are in the midst of us. So we bless you and thank you for this. Um, just continue to guide us in these interesting times that we're living in, Abba. Uh, we really don't know what they're going to do next. But we know that we're not to fear their moves, but to only uh, only uh, wait for yours. And truly, we are waiting for you. We're waiting for the return of Yahusha, And we just pray that you continue to cultivate in our heart understanding and that we may stay on that straight and narrow path, and neither go to the left or to the right. So we bless you and thank you and send a multitude of hallelujahs to you in Yahusha's mighty name, our Savior, our King. Amen and amen. And all the people said, amen. Okay, so let's uh actually show far, my bad. So get our our weapon for battle. <laughs> Okay. All right. So let's get the screen share going. And we should be good to go. Give me just a moment. I'm always fumbling with this software. Okay. Looks good. Praise be to Yahuwah. Let's get going. So we are in Revelation chapter four verse one. After this, I looked, and behold, a gate was open opening in the heaven, in heaven. I don't know why it's plural here in the Sefer, but a gate was opening in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was as it were a shofar talking with me, which said, "Come up hither, and I will show you things which must be hereafter." So there is actually a lot in this one verse that we've got it to dissect. Let me just zoom in a little bit because I know some of y'all want to actually read this on screen. I invite you to open up your scriptures as well and read along with me, but if you don't need to, because we will put them, on, put them on screen, everything that we read. So, uh, let's see, let's make sure this is working. Okay. Looks like my internet is messing up. Okay. So, let's talk about this. So, it says, Behold, a gate or a door uh, was opening into heaven. And so I believe that this is the door to New Jerusalem. So let's talk about that for a sec. So we, this is actually just last week too. We, we spoke about this door that he's opening, that he's opened for us. Revelation 3, I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door or an open gate and no man can shut it for thou hast little strength and hast kept my word and has not denied my name. Remember, we, we unpacked this uh, pretty well last week. So no need to continue to go down there. But just want to remind you about this door or this gate. Behold, Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. Let's talk a little bit more about this door. Matthew 7, 21, 23, not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. So this is, in my opinion, this is what I see here. Now, again, for whatever reason, the Sefer has this pluralized heavens, but every other translation I've ever read is heaven. So like I've said before, the Sefer is not perfect. I do not believe it is, but it still is my favorite translation. But I do believe this should be heaven. Uh, And I do believe in the context of heaven is New Jerusalem coming down. This is where we're going to dwell. This is where we're going to rule and reign. Uh, The tabernacle of Yahuwah is likened to heaven uh, many times. So... um Shall so enter into the kingdom of heaven. And this is where we're going to also going to see uh, this door closing. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name have done many wonderful works. And then I'll profess unto them. This is one of the scariest verses. This is like one of the verses that woke me up. It was like, whoa. I do not want to hear this. And then I'll profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. And so we actually get a a better description of what's happening right here in the parable of the wise and foolish virgins. We're going to read this whole parable a little bit later, but. We're going to just read a few verses from it now so we can keep things uh, uh, clear and concise. Matthew 25, 10 through 13, which this is the end of the parable of the wise and foolish virgins. And while they went to buy the foolish virgins, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him into the marriage, and the door was shut. Or, in this case, with the Suffer translation, uh, the gate was shut. Afterward also came the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. And that's the same thing right here, right? Lord, Lord. You know, Lord, Lord. But he he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. So this is the door that was opened for all of us, but there was a time where it was shut. And I do believe that this is when the wise virgins are allowed to enter New Jerusalem, and the door is shut, and the foolish are not. And they are without, and they are weeping and gnashing of teeth. Psalm twenty-four. This is kind of continuing the thought process of who is allowed to enter in New Jerusalem. I mean, it's all over the place. You know, most of us grew up uh, in in lukewarm Laodicea church uh, apostate Christianity that is just like you know, just say the say the magic word, you believe, that's it. Doesn't matter how you how you walk the walk, doesn't matter how you talk the talk. Uh, you've said the prayer, you're done which we know is not the truth. And let us have patience with our brothers and sisters that are still stuck in that uh, false mindset. But let's see who gets into New Jerusalem. Psalm 24, The earth is Yahuwah's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. For he hath founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Who, it's asking a question here, who shall ascend into the hill of Yahuwah or who shall stand in his holy place? He that has clean hands and a pure heart who has not, and this isn't like washing your hands, you know, from the COVID, whatever, you know, this isn't washing the so-called germs, right? The supposed germs that are flying around everywhere. No, no, no. This is in reference to our works, right? With the doings of our hands. He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul into vanity, nor sworn deceitfully, he, so this person that does this, he shall receive the blessing from Yahuwah and righteousness from the Elohim of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him, right? You, You right here that's listening to this because there's no way you're listening to this unless you're searching after righteousness or seeking after righteousness. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face, O Yaakov, Selah. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Right here, this is what we're talking about, the door. This is what we're talking about here. Behold, a gate or a door was opened in heaven. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be, lift up, O ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. So, Again, what we're talking about here, this is talking about New Jerusalem, the hi- the hill of Yahuwah, the holy place. This is New Jerusalem. This is our return to the garden. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? Yahuwah, strong and mighty. Yahuwah, mighty in battle. Right? Yahuwah is a man of battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? Yahuwah Sebaoth. He is the king of glory. Selah. Amen to that. So uh, hopefully this uh, solidifies this gate opening in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was as if, as if, as if it were a shofar, a shofar talking with me which said, come up here and I will show you things which must be hereafter. So what I'm seeing here, and again, I'm I'm not faultless here, but what I am seeing here is this is the beginning of the day of Yahuwah. And let me explain. Let's show you some uh, some passages here. So first of all, we have to go back to Revelation chapter 1. This whole book is like a puzzle and it's like you'll get the definition from something in chapter 4 and chapter one and then in something in definition chapter 2 and chapter 21 and it's all over the place uh, and of course all throughout the scriptures which you're going to see here but revelation 110 says I was in the spirit of on Yahuwah's day, this is the day of the Lord, the day of Yahuwah. This is the beginning of the thousand years. This is when New Jerusalem comes down. Yahusha is revealed with New Jerusalem, which we're going to read about a little bit here in Second Baruch, chapter four. He says specifically that he is revealed. He comes down. He doesn't come down, take people, go away, and then come back. No, New Jerusalem is revealed with him. Revelation one ten. I was in the spirit on the on Yahweh's day and hearing behind me a great voice as of a trumpet well it should be shofar and this is one thing the sefer does get right is it's a shofar it's not like a brass trumpet this is a ram's horn a shofar um, but this is the shofar of yahuwah psalm 47 oh clap your hands all you people so this is like rejoicing this is a victory oh clap your hands all you people shout unto elohim with the voice of triumph right we're triumphant for Yah the, the wise will be triumphant. For Yahuwah, most high is terrible. He is a great king over all the earth. We just read this in Psalm 24. He shall subdue the people under us and the nations under our feet. He shall choose our inheritance for us, the excellency of Yaakov, Jacob, whom he loved, Silah. Gone Elohim is gone up with a shout. Yahuwah, with the sound of a shofar. Right? So this is this is what we're talking about here. Uh the voice as if it were a shofar talking with me. The sound of a shofar. Sing praises to Elohim. Sing praises. Sing praises unto our king. Sing praises. I sing to Yahuwah. For Elohim is the king of all the earth. Sing ye praises with understanding. Elohim reigns over the heathen. Elohim sits upon the throne of his holiness. The princes of the people are gathered together, even the people of the Elohim of Abraham, Avraham, for the shields of the earth belong unto Elohim, for He is greatly exalted; He is highly exalted. Right? The song is all over the place. This, this, the if you're new, it's the song of Moshe. By the way, it's our anthem. We will be singing it tonight. Absolutely. 1 Thessalonians four sixteen through 18. For Yahuwah himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the shofar of Elohim. This trump should be shofar. With the shofar of Elohim and the dead in Mashiach shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with him, them in the clouds to meet Yahuwah in the air. Or I'm sorry, meet the Adonai. So it's meet Yahusha in the air. And so shall we ever be with Yahusha. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Now, here, once again, another snippet of, this is the beginning of the day of Yahuwah, Joel 2, 12 through 23. There's a little precursor now. This is like kind of what we're supposed to be doing right now. Therefore, also now, saith Yahuwah, turn you even to me with all your hearts and with fasting, and with weeping, and with mourning, which, by the way, um, I think with everything that's going on, I think we should call a fast, uh, which we'll talk about that a little bit later. So if you want to learn about this fast that we're going to do together, this isn't going to be like we're boasting and telling everybody we're going to do a fast. This is us. This is for us. Obviously, we probably need to tell our family members um, you know, if they want to join with us or if they're going to know that we're not going to eat. But I really want to call a fast. Um, maybe we'll start with a 24-hour fast where all of us together are doing it at the exact same time. So we'll have to coordinate if you're in different countries or different time zones. Like I want to, I want to do a full on twenty-four hour fast together, uh, but we'll talk more about that at the end. Brother David Shearer, don't let me forget about talking about the fast tonight. With weeping and with mourning, and rend your heart and not your garments, because remember they used to back in the day to show, um, to show uh, you know sympathy or regret or sorrow, or they would just rip their garments in pieces because their clothes were not were hard to come by. Right? So rend your heart, though, not your garments, and turn unto Yahuwah your Elohim, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, and repenteth him of the evil. Who knows if he will return and repent and leave a blessing behind him, even a meat offering and a drink offering unto Yahuwah your Elohim? Here it is. Blow the shofar in Zion, sanctify a fast. Call a solemn assembly, gather the people. Right, this is when he's going to gather everybody. Gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children and those that suck the breast. He's gathering his 144,000 and the great multitude, the mixed multitude, and those that at least that's what I see here. Again, I'm not faultless here. Um, I'm just trying to share with you what, what, what with what I see here. And those that suck the breast, let the bridegroom go forth of his chamber and the bride out of her closet. Let the priests, the ministers of Yahuwah, weep between the porch and the altar and let them say, Spare your people, O Yahuwah, and give not your heritage to reproach, that the heathen should rule over them. Wherefore should they say among the people, Where is their Elohim? Then will Yahuwah be jealous for his land and pity his people. Yea, Yahuwah will answer and say unto his people, Behold, I will send you corn and wine and oil, and you shall be satisfied therewith. And I will no more make you a reproach among the heathen. But I will remove far off from you the northern army and will drive him into a land barren and desolate with his face toward the east sea and his hinder part towards the utmost sea. And his stink shall come up and his ill savour shall come up because he hath done great things. Fear not, O land. Be glad and rejoice for Yahuwah will do great things. Be not afraid, you beasts of the field, for the pastures of the wilderness do spring. For the tree beareth her fruit. This is a, <laughs> this is a, uh, I, this is a, I'm sure a, um, um, this is a dual meaning, I'm sure. I'm sure the trees are going to be bearing fruit, the fig tree uh, and the vine do yield their strength. But all these things here, uh, we. this is all things that El, Israel, his people, you, I, others, that believe in Him, call upon His name, believe in His Son, and keep His commandments. And this is what it is. This is what it always has been, bearing the fruit, the fruit, the tree bearing her fruit. This is Psalm one, the person that meditates and does the Torah, that is that is us bringing forth fruit, just like a cucumber plant brings forth a cucumber. That's his fruit, just like a cherry tree brings forth his fruit, which is the cherries. That's what he does. What is a man supposed to be doing? We're supposed to be believing in him, singing him praises, and abiding by his law. Period. That's how we bring forth fruit. That is our fruit. That's what we're supposed to bring forth. That's why we were even created. So Israel is also likened to a fig tree and a vine, which is part of the parable of why I named this channel Parable of the Vineyard. We are the vineyard, right? Or, you know, were tenants in the vineyard. Be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in Yahweh your Elohim, for He hath given you the former rain moderately. This is the time of the apostles, and He will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. We are in the first month, so interesting, right? Maybe, maybe the first month of this year, maybe even next year. Maybe we'll see some things that uh, hasn't been seen since the days of the apostles. Um, we'll see. Matthew twenty four thirty one, speaking more about the shofar. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a shofar, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. And a couple more. Isaiah 27, 12 through 13. And it shall come to pass in that day that Yahuwah shall beat off from the channel of the river unto the stream of Egypt, I do believe America is modern-day Egypt, and ye shall be gathered one by one, O ye children of, of Israel, Yashrael. And it shall come to pass in that day that the great shofar shall be blown, and they shall come which were ready to perish in the land of Assyria and the outcast in the land of Egypt, here, and shall worship Yahuwah in the holy mount at Jerusalem. So, um, here we see. Sorry, I got an itch. Here we see. Um, we see very specifically that this trumpet. The shofar that we're hearing right seeing right here, and the first voice which I heard as if it we were a shofar talking with me said, Come up hither and I'll show you the things which must be hereafter. This is one of the best examples right here. Let me read it one more time. So again, I want you to understand because this right here is a very um important concept to grasp before we read the rest of the the, this book because this is telling you right here that this is the beginning of the day of Yahuwah and it's also the day that New Jerusalem comes down and it's the day that his people are gathered at the beginning so one more time, and it shall come to pass in that day that the great shofar shall be blown and they shall come which were ready to perish in the land of Assyria and the outcasts in the land of Egypt and shall worship Yahuwah in the holy mount at Jerusalem. This is New Jerusalem. That's everything right there in one verse for you. Exodus 19, 10 through 20, you're going to see, I'm I'm not going to spend too much time on this, but you're going to see a lot of parallels with what happened uh, thousands of years ago and what's going to happen. Exodus 19, this is the gathering at Mount Sinai and the giving of the law. And Yahweh said unto Moshe, go into the people and sanctify them today and tomorrow and let them wash their clothes. This is what we're doing right now. We are washing our robes. We have washed them in the blood of the Lamb, Messiah Yahusha, because Don't 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 get don't uh, get anything twisted. I don't care how much Torah, how much Sabbath we're doing, how much Passover we're doing. If we're not putting our faith in Messiah Yahusha, and that we know with all of our heart that He came, that He had a ministry, that He offered up His life for us, and was nailed to a tree, and that by His blood we are cleansed. If you don't recognize that, I don't care how much Torah you keep, doesn't matter. He, we're only reconciled back to the Father through Him. Now, we are to walk as he walked, and that's why we talk so much about uh, the keeping of the commandments. But we are to keep our robes spotless, right? Now, and that's to say that we're not going to slip up and mess up here and there, right? But praise be to Messiah Yahusha, who does forgive us if we are repentant. And, and if we do get back up and try harder and not mess up the next time, right? And be ready against the third day. Which, this is a whole nother rabbit hole, but uh, this is uh, Hosea 6 uh, about, uh, I'll tell you what, just really quickly. Uh, call Hosea 6, come let us return unto Yahuwah, for he has torn, he may heal us, he has stricken us, he will bind us up, after two days he will revive us. And on the third day, he will raise us up that we may live before him. So that's kind of what we're seeing right here. So be ready against the third day. For the third day, Yahuwah will come down in the sight of all the people upon Mount Sinai. Now, he just came out in front of the people of Yashrael back then, but he's going to come in the sight of all the people soon. How soon? I don't know. And thou shalt set bounds unto the people round about, saying, Take heed to yourselves that ye go not up unto the mount, nor touch the border of it. Whatsoever toucheth the mount shall surely be put to death. There shall not an hand touch it, but he shall surely be stoned or shot through. Whether it be beast or man, it shall not live. When the shofar soundeth long, they shall come up to the mount. There it is, right there. This is it. This is what happened thousands of years ago. This is what's going to happen again. The shofar is going to sound long. And he's going to gather us up into his mount. And Moshe, this is this is going to be some, uh, this is going to be a, a noise of horror to the people of the world. But it's going to be a sound of sweetness to us. And Moshe went down from the mountain to the people and sanctified the people and they washed their clothes. And said unto the people, right? And this is what we're doing. Be ready against the third day. Come not at your wives. And this is kind of a confirmation for, for Jubilees uh, 50 where it says that uh, uh, we're not supposed to have intercourse uh, on the Sabbath because we're supposed to stay clean on the Sabbath. Um, you know, So come not at your wives. So anyways, that's a whole other rabbit trail. If that's a shocker to you, read Jubilees chapter 50 for yourself and meditate, it. meditate on it and pray to Yahuwah. But it's something I've been convicted to keep. And it came to pass on the third day in the morning that there were thunderings and lightnings and a thick cloud upon the mount, right? Now we're seeing Revelation chapter 6 stuff with the thunder and lightning and earthquake and a thick cloud upon the mount and the voice of the shofar exceeding loud so that all the people in the camp trembled. And Moshe brought forth the people out of the camp to meet with Elohim, and they stood at the nether part of the mount. And Mount Sinai was altogether on a smoke, because Yahuwah descended upon it in a fire. And the smoke thereof ascended as the smoke of a furnace, and the whole mount quaked greatly. This is, again, Revelation chapter 6 stuff. We'll get to that here in a few, mm, well, if I hurry up, we'll finish chapter 5 today, and we'll be at chapter 6 next week. And when the voice of the shofar sounded long and waxed louder and louder, Moshe spoke, and Elohim answered him by a voice. And Yahweh came down upon Mount Sinai, on top, on the top of the mount. And Yahweh called Moshe up to the top of the mount, and Moshe went up. And you know, I have to actually point this out. This is like the literally the very first prophecy ever uh, spoken into existence uh, through the prophet Enoch. Uh, chapter one and I'll show you what I'm talking about. This is the very first prophecy ever the words of the blessing of Enoch wherewith he blessed the elect and elect and righteous who will be living in the day of tribulation. When all the wicked and the godless are to be removed and he took up his parable and said Enoch a righteous man whose eyes were opened by Elohim saw the vision of the Holy One in the heavens which the angel showed me and from them I heard everything and from them I understood as I saw but not for this generation but for a remote one which is for to come. Hello. Concerning the elect I said, and took up my parable concerning them: The Holy Great One will come forth from his dwelling, and the eternal Elohim will tread upon the earth, even on Mount Sinai, and appear from his camp, and appear in the strength of his might from the heaven of heavens, and all shall be smitten with fear, and the watchers shall quake. And the great fear and trembling shall seize them unto the ends of the earth, and the high mountains shall be shaken, and the high hills shall be made low, and shall melt like wax before the flame, and the earth shall be wholly rent and sunder, and all that is upon the earth shall perish, and there shall be a judgment upon all men. But... With the righteous he will make peace and he will protect the elect and mercy shall be upon them and they shall all belong to Elohim and they shall all be prospered and they shall all be blessed and he shall help them all and light shall appear unto them and he will make peace with them. And behold, this is in the book of Jude, uh, verse 14 and 15 or 15 and 16, I can't remember. Behold, he cometh with ten thousands of his holy ones to execute judgment upon all. I do believe this is the 144,000. And to destroy all the ungodly and to convict all flesh of all the works of their ungodliness, which they have ungodly committed and of all the hard things, which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. That's the very first prophecy, brothers and sisters. And yes, you were written in this very first prophecy because it talked about the generation that's to come that shall be living the day of tribulation. And here we are. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. Okay, a couple more. Uh, actually, I think, yeah, two more. Ezekiel 20, 33-38. As I live, saith Yahuwah Eloheinu, surely with a mighty hand and with a stretched out arm and with fury poured out will I rule over you, and I will bring you out from the people and will gather you out of the countries wherein you are scattered with a mighty hand and with a stretched out arm and with fury poured out. And I will bring you into the wilderness of the peoples, and there will I plead with you face to face, like as I pleaded with your fathers in the wilderness of the land of Egypt, so will I plead with you, saith Yahuwah Elohim. So history is going to repeat itself, brothers and sisters. And I will cause you to pass under the rod, and I will bring you into the bond of the covenant. And I will purge out from among you the rebels. Right? What does a rebel mean? Someone who breaks his law. And then that transgress against me, I will bring them out of the country where they sojourn and they shall not enter into the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am Yahuwah. That's where we see, Lord, Lord, open to us. You know, didn't we do this? Didn't we cast out devils? Didn't we do all these mighty works? And he's going to say, I didn't know you. Away from me, you lawless people. You didn't keep my commandments. You didn't keep my covenant, as I said, was perpetual for everlasting, everlasting covenant. Uh, you know what? Yeah, why not? While we're speaking of commandments and lawlessness, let's talk about some commandments real quick. You know, if we don't get to chapter 5 today, we don't get to chapter 5. I guess like I said before, I'm in no particular rush. Exodus twenty one through eight, and Elohim spake all these words, saying, "I am Yahuwah your Elohim, which have brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage." So, while this was in the physical four thousand years ago, He is going to bring us out again physically, but in a spiritual sense, He has brought us out of Egypt. Think about it: Egypt with all the, um, you know, all the idolatry and and adultery and fornication and uh, all this wickedness. You know, in a spiritual sense, he's bringing us out of Egypt. We're coming out of the ways of the world, and we're coming into his ways. So he's saved us by the blood of Yahusha and brought us out, and now we're like in a, in a spiritual wilderness, right? You shall have no other gods before me. And for many of us, some of you might have been Satanists before, some of you might have been whatever you were, uh, who knows? But the God I used to serve before he whipped me into shape, was money. So praise him for healing us of these things. You shall make unto you. You shall not make unto you any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in the heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down yourself to them nor serve them. For I, Yahuwah thy Elohim, am a jealous Elohim, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. There's your generational curses, right? And showing mercy. And by the way, I mean, this is while many of us probably didn't struggle with this, you know, we may have had idols in our heart. In Ezekiel, it talks about how people hid their idols in their heart. And I used to love nice houses and and cars and all the other stuff that, you know, money buys you. And praise Yahuwah for him taking this stuff out of our heart. But like, even uh, Catholicism. I mean, just raked with idolatry and showing mercy unto the thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. You shall not take the name of Yahuwah, your Elohim, in vain, for Yahuwah will not hold him guiltless that takes his name in vain. I think this is twofold. I think this is uh, claiming him and not keeping his ways. That's, I think, taking his name in vain, but also not diminishing his name. You know, by just calling him God or Lord or what, we should call him by name. He wants. He, there's hundreds of passages that just that that talk about his name, his name, his name. Um, just the power of his name, uh, the the esteem of his name. Um, anyways, we can we can go down that rabbit trail another day. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it whole. Remember it says or it says remember because he knows people are going to forget it. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it kodesh, set apart. It's his day. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath unto Yahweh your Elohim. In it you shall not do any work, you, your son, your daughter, your manservant, nor your maidservant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger that is within your gates. Nobody. Don't even buy anything online. Don't make anybody work. Don't go to a restaurant. Don't go to a restaurant. Oh, actually, nobody's going to a restaurant these days. (laughs) It's not funny. Um, But you can't just be like, oh, they're already working, so it's not a big deal. No. We don't make anybody work on the Sabbath. For in six days Yahweh made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in all that in them is, and rested on the seventh day. Wherefore Yahweh blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may, may be long upon the land which Yahweh your Elohim gives you. And listen, the command is to honor them, even if they're not good people. Honor them. Find a way. You can make up a ton of excuses by your, you know, like, oh, I don't have to honor him because I don't have to honor my father because, you know, he's a really bad person or he drinks a lot and he's really mean to me or um, he's rude or he cusses or what. So you can still find a way to honor your father and your mother. You shall not do murder. And we also know Messiah said it's not just enough not to murder somebody, but if you hate your brother without a cause in your heart, it's the same. You should not commit adultery, right? We're not to sleep with, uh, you know, someone else's wife, period. But we're also not supposed to have adultery in our heart, lusting, thirsting after somebody, because you've already done it in your heart, and that's how Messiah taught us. You should not steal. It's simple. You should not bear false witness against your neighbor, right? And lying. It's simple. You should not covet your neighbor's house, you should not covet your neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is your neighbor's. Because, you know, coveting leads you to breaking other commandments. And, uh, you know, that's rampant these days with consumerism, keeping up with the Joneses. And all the people saw the thunderings and the lightnings and the noise of the shofar and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they removed moved and stood afar off. Amen, brothers and sisters. Amen to that. So we got through verse 1 in 40 minutes. Uh, <laughs> so what? Oh, well. Okay. Verse two, and immediately, immediately, I was in the ruach, the spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. So here's what's interesting. Um, again, what I believe we're seeing here, this is like a prototype. Yahuwah is through the uh, through uh, the apostle John, through the prophet well, prophet John. Um, he's showing us what's going to happen on the day, the start of the day of Yahuwah when the shofar blasts. This is what's going to happen. And we know that nothing happens, right? Surely Yahuwah Eloheinu will do nothing, but He revealeth His secrets unto His servants, the prophets. Amos three seven. And so that's what I believe He's showing us here: what He's going to do. But it's kind of hidden here because it doesn't plainly say this is what's going to happen at the beginning of the day of Yahweh. You got to piece the piece it together through His ruach. Of course, we can't. We're not smart enough just to figure this out. So th- what's interesting here and I, and I really didn't think about this until I, I really slowed down with this study, but it says, behold, a throne was set in heaven, right? So it was like placed there. Like the throne was placed in New Jerusalem. That's what I'm seeing here. And let's uh, let me let me back this up with a few scriptures. Uh, we got quite a bit to go over here. Daniel 7 9 through 14. I beheld till the thrones were cast down, and the Ancient of Days did sit, whose garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head like the pure wool, and his throne was like the fiery flame, and his wheels as burning fire. A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. Thousands, thousands ministered unto him, and ten thousands. 10,000 times 10,000 stood before him. So uh, I didn't see this before either. There's two different groups of people here. You got thousands of thousands that minister unto him, and then 10,000 times 10,000 stood before him, which I want to break down real quick for you. Actually, where is it? Uh, Maybe it's a little bit further down. Where did I put it? Uh, Hmm. I thought I put it in here. Maybe I didn't. Okay, we'll go back to that in a second. So just remember this. Uh, You've got two groups here. A thousand times 10,000 ministering to him and a thousand, or I'm sorry, a thousand thousands ministering to him and 10,000 times 10,000 stood before him. The judgment was set and the books were opened. I beheld then because of the voice of the great words which the horn spake, the shofar, right? The—or I'm sorry. This is the horn. This is the little horn. This is the... uh, This is the little horn, the beast, the little horn of the beast speaking. I beheld even till the beast was slain and his body destroyed and given to the burning flame. As concerning the rest of the beasts, they had their dominion taken away, yet their lives were prolonged for a season at a time. I saw the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven and came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. And there was given him dominion and glory and a kingdom that all the people... Peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed. Um but as for the throne, let me uh Yeah, here we go. Let's talk about this here for a second. Psalm two. We're actually gonna read probably just till six. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against Yahuwah and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that sits in the heavens shall laugh, and Yahuwah shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet I have set my king upon my holy hill Zion. So this is New Jerusalem. And the throne is set in it, and Yahusha sits down. Um, let's see. Let's keep going. Here we go. This is kind of interpreting the Daniel uh, passage we just read. This is the vision from Nebuchadnezzar, and where he sees the great image. We sees the head of gold, um, which is um, which is Babylon. His breast and his arms of silver this is medo persia his belly and his thighs of brass this is greek the greek empire his legs of iron and his feet part of iron and part of clay this is the um this is the pagan roman roman empire and then this is the quote-unquote holy roman empire if you will i call it the unholy roman empire the vaticana if you will Thou sawest till a stone that was cut without hands. This is New Jerusalem, which we're going to read in just a second. You saw till a stone was cut without hands, which smote the image upon his feet that were of iron and clay, and break them into pieces. Then was the iron, the clay, the brass, the silver, and the gold broken into pieces together, and became like the chaff of the summer threshing floors. And the wind carried them away, that no place was found for them. And the stone that smote the image became a great mountain, and filled the whole earth. So let's talk about this. Um, Let's talk about this that was cut without hands. We're gonna look at Second Baruch, chapter four, and Yahweh, yeah, chapter four, and Yahweh said unto me, "This city, which talk about physical Jerusalem, this city shall be delivered up for a time, and that people shall be chastened during a time, and the world will not be given over to oblivion." Do you think that this is the city of which I said, "On the palms of my hands I have graven you"? So he's like, "Do you think that physical Jerusalem that just got destroyed or is about to get destroyed uh, is?" the the city I said, on the palms of my hands I have graven you? He's like, "Uh uh-uh. This building now built in your midst is not that which is revealed with me. So this is not what's going to be revealed with Messiah Yahusha. That which was prepared beforehand from the time when I took counsel to make paradise and showed it to Adam before he sinned, but when he transgressed the commandment, it was removed from him as also paradise. And after these things, I showed it to my servant Avraham by night among the portions of the victims. And again, I also showed it to Moshe on Mount Sinai when I showed him the likeness of the tabernacle and all its vessels. And now behold, it is preserved with me as also paradise. Go therefore and do as I command you. So what what did this just say? This basically said that a lot of people and they teach right now, and they'll teach the 1948 state that was created over there, is the fulfillment of uh, what's prepared for Messiah Yahusha to come. No, that's going to be destroyed. It's going to be incinerated, uh, melted, as it's written in, in Ezekiel. New Jerusalem is where Yahusha, where his throne is set. And it's revealed with him. It comes down with him. Daniel two forty four through forty five, and in the days of these kings shall the Elohim of heaven set up a kingdom, which shall never be destroyed. This is what we just read up here: that uh, the stone cut without hands that became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. This is the kingdom. We're going to rule and reign from New Jerusalem. And in the days of these kings shall the Elohim of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. This is the passages in Zechariah where it talks about how Jerusalem will, you know, will be protected and stand forever. It's not that place over there right now. It's We're talking about New Jerusalem. For as much as you saw that stone was cut Out of the mountain without hands, and that it break in pieces the iron and the brass and the clay and the silver and the gold, the great Elohim hath made known to the king what shall come to pass hereafter, and the dream is certain, and the interpretation thereof is sure. A couple more about the throne and being set in the hill of New Jerusalem. Micah 4, 1-2, But in the last days it shall come to pass that the mountain of the house of Yahuwah shall be established in the top of the mountains, and it shall be exalted above the hills, and people shall flow into it. And many nations shall come and say, Come, let us go up into the mountain of Yahuwah, into the house of the Elohim of Yaakov, and he will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For the Torah shall go forth from Zion, and the word of Yahuwah from Jerusalem. This is New Jerusalem. This is the exact passage, uh, just put in Isaiah two two, And it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of Yahuwah's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow unto it. Zechariah 8.3. Thus saith Yahuwah, I am returned unto Zion, and I will dwell in the midst of Jerusalem, and Jerusalem shall be called a city of truth. Right? The city of the Torah. And the mountain of Yahuwah Sevaoth, uh, the holy mountain. So, this is like deciphering everything that we're reading for you. Give me a second. All right, Ezekiel 41 through 2. This is a vision that Ezekiel was given of the heavenly new Jerusalem and the temple that's going to come down in the five and 20th year of our captivity in the beginning of the year in the 10th day of the month in the 14th year after the city was smitten in the self same day the hand of Yahuwah was upon me and brought me hither in the visions of Elohim brought me brought he me into the land of Israel and set me upon a very high mountain by which was as the frame of a city on the south it's new Jerusalem brothers and sisters So hopefully that was clear. And Okay, verse 3. And he that sat was to look upon like a jasper and a sardin stone or a sardius stone, and there was a rainbow round about the throne and the sight like unto an emerald. Right? So let's get a visual of what this might have looked like. I think this is a pretty good interpretation here. You've got the, the let's see here, are the stones right here. Uh, this is a really bad picture, but maybe you can see it. This is an emerald, a sardius, and a jasper. Jasper uh, actually has a lot of different variations. You can have it like blue, like right here, or red, but it's like a mixture of colors. But you can see here the emerald, the sardius, jasper. So I think this might be a pretty decent... I mean, I didn't see anything else that looked even close, but... Um, that could be pretty similar of what it looks like. At least it's got the colors. So I like it. it Maybe way off for all I know, but looks good to me. So possibly what it looked like. And let's see, did I put that in here? So let's... Uh, let me see here. There was something I wanted to share with you guys about... Yeah, where is it, where is it, where is it? Oh, maybe it's further down. Okay, maybe it's further down. That's in chapter 5. We'll see if we can get to it. Hang on, I want to show you something. So, real quick, in Daniel seven ten, a fiery stream issued and came forth before him. A thousand thousands ministered unto him and... Ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. So let's break this down. So who who are the ministers? Who are the ministering spirits? It's in Hebrews chapter one. So verse thirteen and fourteen of Hebrews one, but To what angel has he ever said, "Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool"? For thy feet are not they? So angels are not they all ministering spirits sent forth to serve for the sake of those who are to obtain salvation? So angels are ministering spirits. So, right here, so this is um, again, this is this, this Daniel chapter seven here. This is the same throne room scene, from what I how I understand it. So it says, "A thousand thousands ministered unto him." So this is your angels, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. And this is a almost daily prayer of mine. Luke twenty one thirty six. Luke twenty one thirty six states, "Watch you therefore and pray always that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass, and to stand before the Son of Man." stood before him stand bef- before the son of man so in this throne room scene so where I'm getting at in this throne room scene uh, which we'll get to actually a little bit here in this throne room scene I do believe that when the sh- the gate is open the shofar is blasted we are gathered and taken into the throne room scene which we'll talk about more when we get to chapter 5 if we get there tonight. We'll see. Okay, so verse 4. Round about the throne were the 4 and 20 seats, so 24 seats. Upon the seats I saw 4 and 20 elders sitting, clothed with white raiment, and they had on their heads crowns of gold. So who are these elders? There's a lot of speculation, and it's not really exactly clear-cut, but I have a possibility of maybe 15 of the 24. Let's read two Ezra one thirty five through forty. I will give your houses to a people that will come, who without having heard me will believe. Those to whom I have showed no signs will do what I have commanded. They have seen no prophets, yet will recall their former state repentance. I call to witness the gratitude of the people that is to come, whose children rejoice with gladness, though they do not see me with bodily eyes, yet with the Ruach, the spirit, they will believe the things I have said. Hallelujah to that, right? He's talking about you and I. And now, Father, look with pride and see the people coming from the east. To them I will give as leaders Avraham, Yitzhak, Yaakov, Hosea, Amos, Micah, Yoel, Obadiah, Yonah, Nehum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, Malachi. And so that's 15, who is also called the messenger of Yahuwah. So here's, it says that they're leaders. Right, I'm sure leaders can also be interpreted as elders, but then you got the twelve apostles. So this is just a, something that immediately when I read this, the ruach was like, oh, you know, to Ezra's one uh, with the with the leaders. So we know that that these are patriarchs and prophets. Why we see Hosea, Amos, Micah, Joel, Obadiah, and we don't see like Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Isaiah. Maybe they're included too. Maybe they're just not shown. I don't know. But here's 15 of the possible elders. I know there's other theories out there. Totally open to it. Um, I'm just putting up a possibility here. Uh, Again, definitely not a faultless guy here. Just do my best. Okay, so verse 5. And out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices. And there were seven menorah. Menorah. Uh, This is the seven branch candlestick right so remember we just read if you uh, if you aren't just joining us we just read about uh, the gathering uh, around Mount Sinai and the giving of the the Torah the giving of the 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 commandments excuse me and um, with that shofar blast and the gathering of the people and then washing their robes and being clean and being ready and then gathered we had the lightnings and thunderings and voices right Uh, and so just some interesting parallels here. And there are seven candlesticks of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven ruach, ruachot, the spirits of Yahuwah. And so, here's another another confirmation that, remember, we uh, for well, this is really in part one, so if you remember in part one, we talked greatly about the seven branch candlesticks, which, um, you know, Revelation says clearly, actually, let me just pull it up so you can see it for yourself, clearly, Um, I think it's 20. Clearly, yeah. The mystery of the seven stars, which you saw in my right hand, and the seven golden candlesticks. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven candlesticks, which you saw are the seven churches. We know the seven churches, the ecclesia, that's us. We fill up those seven. So it says, you know, that the seven candlesticks were before him. And that's further, that furthers my understanding that people will be taking out be taken out of all seven churches because remember as we went through I think this was was it last week we finished up yeah last week we finished up the churches so the last two weeks we talked about the seven churches the seven ecclesia and each one of them were given instructions of how to overcome and each one of them were given a um, uh, a a promise of reward and blessing for doing so. So I believe there's people that are going to wake up last minute out of the Laodicean church, which I think a lot of us maybe used to be part of that church, and maybe we are anymore. Uh, or maybe we're still part of that church, but we've we fixed the things that were wrong with us. Um, however that works. So this further is my understanding that people out of every church will be taken, not just um, one or two of them. Verse 6, and before the throne there was a sea of glass like unto crystal and in the midst of the throne and round about the throne were four living creatures full of eyes before and behind and we're going to be uh, talking about the cherubim here in a second but here's this sea of glass like unto crystal and once again here's another confirmation of who is here Revelation 15:2 through 3 and I saw as it were a sea of glass mingled with fire and then that had gotten the victory over the beast and over his image, and over his mark, and over the number of his name, stand on the sea of glass, having the harps of Elohim. Uh, It says kitaras, maybe it's guitars. And they sing the song of Moshe, I sing to Yahuwah, for he is highly exalted. And the song of the Lamb, saying, great and marvelous are your works, Yahuwah Elohim, Yahuwah El Shaddai, just and true are thy ways, thou King of Saints. So this is who is standing on that sea of glass. There was a sea of glass like in the crystal. Verse seven, and the first living creature was like a lion, and the second living creature like a calf, and the third living creature had a face of it as a man, and the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. And the four living creatures had each of them six wings about him, and they were full of eyes within. And they rest not day and night, saying, "Holy, holy, holy, or Kodesh, 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 Yahua Elohim Tsevaoth, which was, and is, and is to come." And when those living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to Him that sat on the throne, who lives for ever and ever, the four and twenty elders fall down before Him that sat on the throne and worship Him that lives for ever and ever, and cast their crowns before the throne, saying. You are worthy, O Yahuwah Eloheinu, to receive glory and honor and power, for you have created all things, and for your pleasure they are and were created. So we get a uh, vision of the... So what we just saw here, the four living creatures, this is the four cherubim. Let's read a little bit about it in Ezekiel. And I looked, and behold, a whirlwind came... This is Ezekiel 1, 4-28 and i looked and behold a whirlwind came out of the north a great cloud and a fire enfolding itself and a brightness was was about it and out of the midst thereof as the color of amber out of the midst of the fire also out of the midst thereof came the likeness of four living creatures and this was their appearance they had the likeness of a man and every so their general appearance was like a per, like a man and everyone had four faces. So each one of them had their own four faces, which is what we just saw in Revelation. And everyone had four wings. And their feet were straight feet. And the sole of their feet was like the sole of a calf's foot. And they sparkled like the color of burnished brass. And they had the hands of a man under their wings, under on their four sides. And they four had their faces and their wings. Their wings were joined one to another. They turned not when they went. And they went everyone straight forward. As for their likenesses, likeness of their faces, they had, the, I'm sorry, they four had the face of a man and the face of a lion on the right side, and they four had the face of an ox on the left side, and they four also had the face of an eagle. So earlier we actually saw um, this picture here, and you can kind of see here the face of a lion, a calf, a man and an eagle, but they each had all four of them. Thus were their faces, and their wings were stretched upward. Two wings of everyone were joined one to another, and two covered their bodies, and they went everyone straightforward, whether the spirit was to go, and they went, and they turned not when they went. And we can just stop here because that kind of just describes them. It. It's it's pretty interesting. You can read the rest of Ezekiel chapter one, um, but beautiful, right? A little different, but beautiful. So all right, yeah, we got plenty of time for chapter five. What am I thinking here? Awesome, awesome, awesome. <clears throat> I'm just gonna see who's in the chat real quick. Hey, Shalom, Psalm 119, Kevin Watkins, Shoshana, hey, what's going on, sister? Lynette Moody, Anonymous, Chris, uh, Kingdom Truther, <coughs> Jackie Mudd, Camilla, good to see you all. Good to see you all. Stephen Schofield, Windfeather, Pamela Santos, hey, good to see you all. all right, let's keep going. We're making good time, so no need to stop now. All right. So chapter 5, this is where it gets really interesting. Really, really interesting. The scroll and the lamb. So we're going to read verses 1 and 2, and then we're going to stop for a pretty interesting rabbit trail. And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a sephir, a book written within and on the backside, sealed with seven seals. Remember that. And I saw a strong angel proclaim with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the suffer and to loose the seals thereof? Let's see. So let's talk about this for a second. Let's talk about this book. What is this book with seven seals on it? Daniel 7.10, we read this earlier. A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. Thousand thousands ministered unto him and 10,000 times 10,000 stood before him. The judgment was set. It was ready. It was set, right? The judgment hasn't happened yet, but the judgment was set. And the books were opened. Uh, we, actually we already read this, right? The uh, the angels are all ministering spirits, so we see the angels here. And we saw again to stand before the Son of Man. So we saw thousands, thousands minister under him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. So now we're talking about the books being opened. Daniel twelve, and at that time Michael shall stand up. The great prince which standeth for the children of thy people and there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation even to that same time. And at that time their people shall be delivered every one that shall be found written in the book. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake and some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt and they that be wise shall shine it's like the wise and the foolish virgins there it is they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever Uh, brothers and sisters um, if you have not checked out um, Enoch 43 um, the identity of the stars revealed that's a must must watch brothers and sisters it's this is one of the verses that we talk about there um, so if you want to know what the stars above really are, uh, are they angels? Yeah. Are they also something else too? Yeah, they are. But you, O oh Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book. Hmm? Even to the time of the end, many shall run to and fro and knowledge shall be increased. Then I, Daniel, looked and behold, there stood other two, the one on this side of the bank of the river and the... And the other on that side of the bank of the river. And one said to the man clothed in linen, which was upon the waters of the river, how long shall it be in the end of these wonders? And I heard the man clothed with linen, which was upon the waters and upon the river, when he held up his right hand and his left hand unto heaven, and swear by him that liveth forever, that it should be for a time, times, and in half. And when he shall have accomplished to scatter the power of the holy people, all these things shall be finished." And I heard, but understood not. Then said I, O oh my Adonai, what shall thee be at the end of these things? And he said, Go your way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. Many shall be purified and made white and tried, but the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. And from the time that the daily sacrifice shall be taken away, and the abomination that maketh desolate set up, there shall be a thousand two hundred and ninety days blessed is he that waits and comes to the thousand three hundred and thirty-five days but go your way till the end be for you shall rest and stand in your lot at the end of the days. so what did we just read here what is the time of the daily sacrifice are we talking about a third temple being built and sacrifices resuming and then the sacrifices being stopped no what's what is the daily sacrifice and offering offered up unto Yahweh these days it's you it's you and your prayers It's your sacrifices of righteousness unto Yahuwah. That is the daily sacrifice. And it's going to be taken away one day. And the abomination, which is Jerusalem, is set up, right, and is destroyed, as we read in Luke 21. And when ye shall see Jerusalem compassed with armies, which is the abomination the mystery babylon then know that the desolation thereof is nigh and there's going to be 1290 days from that time so let's read so what is this book who's holding the book who is this person right revelation 10 i saw another mighty angel come down from heaven clothed with a cloud and a rainbow was upon his head and his face was as it were the sun this is messiah yahusha and his feet as pillars of fire And he had in his hand a, I'm sorry, and he had in his hand a little book open and he set his right foot upon the sea and his left foot upon the earth, right? We saw here in Daniel, uh, one foot here, one foot there, and a book. And I cried with a loud voice as when a lion roareth, or or I'm sorry, he cried with a loud voice as when a lion roareth, because he's a lion of the tribe of Judah. And when he had cried, the seven thunders uttered their voices. Remember the seven seals, right? And when the seven thunders uttered their voices, I was about to write, and I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, seal up those things which the seven thunders uttered and write them not. Why? Because it's right here. (laughs) It's right here. Oh, man. Which is what we just read. And the angel which I saw, because he's not going to just tease you with this and not reveal it, but a Berean, and through the Ruach, it's going to reveal these things, what was actually said. The angel which I saw stand upon the sea and upon the earth lifted up his hand to heaven. Right? So we saw that earlier. You know, it's this is the same thing we just saw in Daniel, lifting up his hands to heaven. Um, where was it? Mm-mm. Yeah. when he held up his right hand and his left hand up to heaven, it's the same thing. I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, oh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, lifted up his hands to heaven and swear by him that liveth forever and ever, who created heaven and the things that are there, therein are, and the earth and the things that therein are, and the sea and the things which therein, which are therein, that there should be time no longer. So this is exactly what's ha- what we just saw, that the time is almost out. This is what the seven thunders, thunders, thunders uttered, that from the time that the daily sacrifice shall be taken away and the abomination that maketh desolate set up, there shall be a 1,290 days, that there should be time no longer. But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound, the mystery of Elohim should be finished as he hath declared to his servants the prophets. And the voice which I heard from heaven spake unto me again and said, Go and take the little book. And we're going to talk about this little book here. Go and take the little book which is open in the hand of the angel which standeth upon the sea and upon the earth. And I went unto the angel and said unto him, Give me the little book. Right? (laughs) Maybe, (laughs) Maybe, I don't know. I was just like. Maybe like, please give me the little book. But no, give me the little book. And he said unto me, I shouldn't laugh. It's This is serious. This is serious prophecy, but I just, just keeping it light. Sorry. And he said unto me, take it and eat it up and it shall make thy belly bitter, but it shall be in thy mouth sweet as honey. So we're going to read about what this is, what what's going on here. Uh, this is a, this is a call to the prophet. We're going to see this in Ezekiel. So belly bitter, right? Because a lot of times the words of a prophet is ill-received. And they, well, I mean, look at Jeremiah. You know, he got whipped and and in, imprisoned. And look at uh, Isaiah. He got cut in half, and right? But it, it shall be in thy mouth sweet as honey. And for a lot of us, we know that his word, his Torah, is sweeter, actually, than honey. Uh, if we may go to Psalm 19. Um so it's talking about the Torah, right? The Torah of Yahuwah is perfect, right? More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. So the word of Yahuwah is sweet in our mouth. And for a lot of us that he's woken up, uh, slapped around a little bit and <laughs> whipped us into shape, his word is sweet as honey in our mouth but it shall make our belly bitter. And we're going to talk more about this. And so, and I took the little book out of the angel's hand and ate it up, and it was in my mouth sweet as honey, and as soon as I had eaten it, my belly was bitter. And he said unto me, thou, now here's the command, you must prophesy again before many peoples and nations and tongues and kings. John is their prototype for those that will be taken up and taken into the throne room. So here, we're going to get a little deciphering from Ezekiel and what exactly is going to happen. This is the call of the prophet. And he said unto me, Son of man, this is Ezekiel 2, stand upon thy feet and I will speak unto you. And the spirit entered into me when he spake unto me. Remember earlier we saw as soon as the shofar uh, was blown that uh, John was taken up in the spirit. And the spirit entered into me when he spake unto me. Remember, a voice spoken to me as a shofar. And he set me upon my feet, that I heard him that spake unto me. And he said unto me, Son of man, I send you to the children of Yahshua'el, to a rebellious nation that hath rebelled against me. They and their fathers have transgressed against me, even unto this very day. Just like now. For they are impudent children and stiff-hearted. I de- do send you unto them, and you shall say unto them, Thus saith Yahuwah Elohinu. And they whether they hear or whether they forbear for they are a rebellious house yet shall know that there has been a prophet among them and you son of man be not afraid of them neither be afraid of their words though briars and thorns be with you and though you I'm sorry and thou does well among the scorpions be not afraid of their words nor be dismayed at their looks though they be a rebellious house and you shall speak my words unto them whether they will hear or whether they will forbear for they are most rebellious but you son of man hear what i say unto you be not like the rebellious that re- be not be not you rebellious like that rebellious house open your mouth and eat that i give you and when i looked behold an hand was sent unto me and lo a roll of a book was therein and he spread it before me and it was written within and without and there was written therein lamentations and mournings and woe verse or chapter 3 moreover he said unto me son of man eat that thou findest eat this roll and go and speak unto the house of yashreel so i opened my mouth and he caused me to eat the roll and he said unto me son of man cause thy belly to eat and fill thy bowels with this roll that i give thee then did i eat it and it was in my mouth as honey for sweetness. So here we can see we're on the right track. And he said unto me, Son of man, go, get you into the house of Yashur-el and speak with my words unto them for you are not sent to a people of a strange speech of a, of a hard language but the house of Yashur-el, Not to many people of a strange speech and of a hard language whose words you can't understand. Surely, if I had sent you unto them, they would have listened to you. They would hearken unto you. But the house of Yashur-el will not hearken unto you for they will not hearken unto me. For all the house of Yahshua are impudent and hard hearted. Behold, I have made thy face strong against their faces, and thy forehead strong against their foreheads. As an adamant harder than flint have I made your forehead. Fear them not, neither be dismayed at their looks, though they be a rebellious house. Moreover, he said unto me, Son of man, all my words that I shall speak unto you, receive in your heart, and hear with your ears. And go, Get to them of the captivity, unto the children of thy people, and speak unto them and tell them, thus saith Yahweh Elohinu, whether they will hear or whether they will forbear. Then the Spirit took me up. And by the way, the reason I'm reading this is because I do believe that we are called to be Nabim nabim is like a minister of the word the prophecies aren't are already set. we don't need angels coming down to us and and giving us the word of yahuwah when it's already been written everything everything that we need has already been written so in a sense we can be like jeremiah and ezekiel by reading these words to people by living these words by going unto the people and sharing the word of yahuwah then the spirit took me up and I heard behind me a voice of a great rushing, saying, Blessed be the glory of Yahuwah from his place. I, all, I heard also the noise of wings of the living creatures, the cherubim, that touched one another, and the noise of the wheels over against them, and a noise of a great rushing. So the Spirit lifted me up and took me away, and I went in bitterness. And the heat of my spirit, but the hand of Yahuwah was strong upon me. Then I came to them at the of the captivity of Tel Abib, that dwelt by the river uh, Hebar, and I sat where they sat, and remained there astonished among them seven days. And it came to pass at the end of seven days that the word of Yahuwah came unto me, saying Son of man, I have made you a watchman unto the house of Yahshua'el. Therefore hear the word at my mouth, and give them a warning from me. When I say unto the wicked, The wicked, you shall surely die. And you givest him not warning, nor speakest to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life. The same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at your hand. Yet, if you warn the wicked, and he turn not from his wickedness, nor from his wicked way, he shall die in his iniquity. But you shall have delivered your soul again. When a righteous man does turn from his righteousness and commit iniquity, and I lay a stumbling block before him, he shall die. Because you have not given him warning, he shall die in his sin. And his righteousness, which he hath done, shall not be remembered. But his blood will require your hand. Nevertheless, if you warn the righteous man that the righteous sin not, and he does not sin, he will surely live. Because he is warned, also you have delivered your soul. It's a big burden put on the watchman. The hand of Yahuwah was there upon me, and he said unto me, Arise, go forth into the plain, and there I will talk with thee. Anyways, it keeps going, but um, just wanted to just share that, that this is the call for his end times remnant. If you weren't with us in uh, part one, um, I do believe the the remnant of Israel The house of Ephraim and the house of Judah, the two sticks, I believe, are the two candlesticks uh, and also the two witnesses. I believe that we, in a sense, are being witnesses now to his majesty, to his glory. But I do believe he's going to gather us, give us power, like power like in the days of the apostles, and send us back out. Whether that's just the 144,000, whether it's the great multitude, I don't know. Um, but that's what I am seeing right now. We'll talk more about this when we get, actually get to Revelation chapter 11. But Revelation 11, one, 1 through 4. And there was given me a reed like unto a rod, and the angel stood, saying, Arise and measure the temple of Elohim, and the altar, and them that worship therein. But the court which is without the temple, leave out, and measure it not. For it is given unto the Gentiles, the nations, and the holy city shall they tread underfoot forty and two months. And I will give power unto my two witnesses, and they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and threescore days clothed in sackcloth. These are the two olive trees, which we know that Israel is likened unto an olive tree. We know, um, just off the top of my head, um, Romans 11, with the olive tree, about how uh, those that that, uh, did not... I abide in belief in Messiah. They were broken off, and those that did believe were grafted in, and even uh, the natural branches were grafted back in by belief through Messiah. And the two candlesticks standing before the Elohim of the earth, which we did solidify, that the candlesticks, the seven candlesticks, are the seven churches. We also know that in Zechariah, here we go. And the angel, this is Zechariah 4, 1 through 5, the angel that talked with me came again and waked me as a man that is wakened out of his sleep and said unto me, what do you see? And I said, I have looked and behold, a candlestick of all gold with a bowl upon the top of it and his seven lamps thereon and seven pipes to the seven lamps which are, upon, which are on the top thereof. And the two olive trees by it, one upon the right side of the bowl and the other upon the left side thereof. So I answered and spake to the angel that talked with me, saying, What are these, my lord and I? Then the angel that talked with me answered and said to me, You don't know what these are? And I said, No, my lord. Verses 11 through 14. Then I ans- Then answered I and said unto him, What are these two olive trees upon the right side of the candlestick and upon the left side thereof? And I answered again and said unto him, What be these two olive branches which... Through the two golden pipes empty the golden oil out of themselves and he answered and said to me knowest not what these be and I said no my lord then he said to me these are the two anointed ones which the uh, let's actually I'll show it. we'll do this together these are the two anointed ones let's look at this word here Yitzhar, right well, 23 times it was used, 22 times it was translated as oil, but only once as anointed, which is how we read it here. So it really should be, it says uh, B'nai Yitzhar, so the sons of oil that stands by Yahuwah of the whole earth. So who brings the oil for the, for the lamps? Leviticus twenty four one through two and Yahweh spake unto Moshe saying command the children of Israel that they bring unto you pure olive oil beaten for the light to cause the lamps to burn continually. This is a, a parable in itself that where to bring the oil, just like the wise and the foolish virgins right. Remember the, the the wise had oil they brought oil for the lamps, and the foolish did not. We also know. That Proverbs 6:23 says, "For the commandment is a lamp, and the law is light, and the reproofs of instruction of the way of life." So, the wise virgins of Israel brought forth the oil for the lamp, for the Torah to be, uh, to, for the Torah to be burning. The, to- the Torah is, is symbolizes fire. So, it's basically those that keep the commandments. This is the oil. The keeping of the commandments is the oil. So, let's read it together. Matthew, this is the parable of the wise and foolish virgins. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened to ten virgins, which took their lamps, which, by the way, you know, we talk about the 144,000 virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom comes, go you out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. Right, because the Torah wasn't burning in them. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there not be enough for us and you. But go you rather than to, the, to them that sell and buy for yourselves. Which I didn't include this, but it is... Proverbs 23, 23 states, Buy the truth and sell it not. What's the truth? Right, so again, buy the truth and sell it not. Thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness and thy Torah is the truth. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came and they that were ready went in with him into the marriage and the door was shut And afterwards, also came the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily, I know you not. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour when the Son of Man comes. And how do we know him? Easy as one, two, three. So cheesy. And hereby, we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. It's that simple. It's like, you know... He says here, I, I don't know you. And in that Matthew passage where it says, um, you, know, you know, they say, Lord, Lord, open to us. Didn't we uh, cast out demons in your name? And didn't we do all these wonderful works? So it's like, you know, we can feed the homeless, which, I mean, what I'm about to mention, these are all great things. You know, you can feed the homeless. You can feed the poor. Uh, you can clothe the naked. You can um, uh, you can go on mission trips. You can build churches. You can do all that stuff. But if you're not keeping his commandments, the scriptures say you don't know him. Period. So, if you aren't keeping his commandments, it's the time. Now is the time. Now is the time. So, again, we saw the mystery. This is Revelation 1 20. The mystery the seven stars which you saw in my right hand, and the seven golden candlesticks. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven candlesticks which you saw are the seven churches. And remember again, in Revelation eleven four through 5, these are the two olive trees and the two candlesticks standing before the Elohim of the earth. Brothers and sisters, I don't know how else to say it, but the remnant of Israel, that believe in Messiah Yahushua and are keeping His commandments, the wise virgins, I believe, are the two witnesses, the two houses, the house of Ephraim and the house of Judah. And if any man hurt them, fire proceedeth out of their mouth and devoureth their enemies. And if any man will hurt them, he must in this manner be killed. So, I've asked this many times: Are they going to be fire like like fire-breathing people, like like dragons with fire coming out of their mouth and literally burning people up to a singe? Maybe. Maybe I'm not gonna mock. I'm not gonna mock this, but I think this is where it's going here. Jeremiah 5:14. Wherefore thus saith Yahweh Sevaoth, because you speak this word, behold, I will make my words in your mouth fire, and this people wood, and it shall devour them. That's what I think is going on here. Revelation eleven six. these have the power to shut heaven that it rain not in the days of their prophecy and have power over the waters to turn them to blood and to smite the earth with all plagues as often as they will. So, you know, this could be uh, another emergence of what happened with Elijah. And a lot of people do believe that the two witnesses are specifically two people. That's it, um, Moses and Elijah or Enoch and Elijah, um, you know, and I'm here to say I agree with you. But I think it's in the spirit just like we saw with John the Baptist um, you know He wasn't literally Elijah come back, but the spirit of Elijah was on him because Messiah said, you know, uh, verily I say to you that Elijah has come already and they knew him not, but did with him whatsoever they listed and they knew that he had spoke of John the Baptist. So is that same pattern going to happen? I believe so. I believe the two witnesses will be operating in the spirit of Enoch and Elijah or Moses and and Elijah, uh, either one. But uh, Moses and Enoch were very similar. They were both prophets and they were both teachers. Um, and then, of course, Elijah, he was the reprover. And, uh, well, Moses was a pr- reprover too, and so was Enoch. So it all kinds of fits together. So, uh, you know, could could they literally pray for it not to rain and it doesn't rain? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, could it be uh, alluding to uh, Deuteronomy uh, 32 and uh, not a famine of bread? Hang on. Amos eight eleven okay. So could it be? So what we're talking about here is that it rained not in the days of their prophecy. Is it talking about literal rain? Maybe, maybe. Listen to this: Give ear, O ye heavens, and I will speak; and hear, O earth, and the words of my mouth. My doctrine shall drop as the rain. My speech shall distill as the dew, as the small rain upon the tender herb, and as the showers upon the grass. So. Just just a, just a hypoth- or just a, a random thought, you know. So, in these days, right in the days of the prophecy, have power to shut over the waters. Uh, right, I'm sorry, uh, shut heaven that it rain not. Right. Maybe this is the maybe this is the fulfillment of Amos eight eleven. Behold, the days come, saith Yahweh Elohim, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water but of the hearing of the words of Yahuwah. And we just saw here that his doctrine, his word, shall drop as the rain, his speech shall distill, distill as the dew, as the small rain upon the tender herb, as the showers upon the grass. Just uh, just some thoughts there. I'm not, um, not 100% certain on that. And have power over the waters to turn them to blood and to smite the earth with all plagues as often as they will. So, well, there you go. Maybe it is, Literal plagues. First Kings seventeen one, and Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As Yahweh, uh, as Yahweh of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. So could be, could be little fulfillment. Lastly, about them, and we're going to go this in much more detail when we go through Revelation eleven. Um, but yeah, actually, you know what? We'll uh, we'll actually talk about it. We'll talk. We'll leave this for Revelation 11. I think I've spoken enough about the two witnesses. But just to back my theory upon who these two witnesses are and how this is going to go down, Isaiah 66:19 through 21. And I will set a sign among them, and I will send those that escape of them unto the nations. So there's people that are going to escape. And remember, oh, actually, I think I have it down here. No, maybe I don't. I thought I had it. Remember, pray that you be accounted worthy to escape all these things and to, that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. So I will set a sign among them and will send those that escape of them unto the nations to Tarshish, to Pole, to Lud, that draw the bow, to Tubal, to Yavon, and to the Isles afar Off. So basically everywhere. So, right, so I'm going to send them. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's, they're going to escape and then he's going to send them To everywhere that have not heard of my fame, neither have seen my glory, and they shall declare my glory among the Gentiles, the nations, and they shall bring all your brethren for an offering unto Yahuwah out of all the nations, upon horses, and in chariots, and in litters, and upon mules, upon swift beasts, to my holy mountain, Jerusalem, New Jerusalem, saith Yahuwah, as the children of Israel bring an offering and a clean vessel into the house of Yahuwah, and I will also take of them for priests and for Levites, saith Yahuwah. So there's that. So that was uh, a long rabbit trail for verses 1 through 2. So we're going to go to verse 3. Okay. Uh, so Revelation 5, 3. And no man in heaven, nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, the sepher neither to look thereon. So to further back my theory that we're gathered into the throne room. What are what what is what are men doing in heaven, right? Because it says no man in heaven nor in the earth. So let's make a distinction. So no man in heaven, nor in earth. So let's slow down and talk about that for a second. This is telling you right here that nobody, no no man that is in heaven, or in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the sepher, neither to look thereon. Interesting, right? I don't know how many times I went past that and didn't see that. Praise be to Yahuwah for opening understanding. Verse 4, And I wept much, because no man was found worthy to open and to read the sefer, the book, neither to look thereon. And let's see, okay, so we're going to read actually through verse 10. Um, And then we're going to talk about this. And one of the elders said unto me, Weep not, behold, the Lion of the tribe of Yahudah, Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the sephir, the book, and to loose the seven seals thereof. And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne, and of the four living creatures, and in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven ruachot of Yahuwah, sent forth into all the earth. And he came and took the sepher out of the hand of him that sat upon the throne. So here's just another just another confirmation that... So it's, it's talking about here about the lamb, right? As it had been slain. This is Messiah. And he, the lamb, came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. So you're seeing Yahusha taking the book out of the right hand of Yahuwah. So a lot of people will say that Messiah, Yahusha, is the father. I'm here to tell you that's not what the scriptures say. So, and he, the lamb, came and took the sephir out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. And when he had taken the sephir, the four living creatures and the four twenty elders fell down before the lamb, having every one of them kithara, it says guitars or harps, and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of the kodeshim, right, those who are set apart. And they sung a new song saying, You are worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof for you were slain and have redeemed us to Yahuwah by your blood out of every kindred and tongue and people nation and have made us unto our king I'm sorry and have made us unto our Yah king and priest and we shall reign on the earth, O Yahuwah and I beheld and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne and the living creatures and the elders, and the number of them was ten thousand times ten thousand and thousand thousands. We just read this earlier in Daniel 7:10. Saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power, riches, and wisdom, and strength, and honor, and glory, and blessing and every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them heard i saying blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sits upon the throne and unto the lamb for ever. and the four living creatures said amen and the four and twenty elders fell down and worshiped him that lives forever and ever wow Hallelujah to that. So you got a little glimpse of the song I wanted to put to it. Um, um, again, you have to forgive me. I know that Yahweh has given me talents. Um, singing, a singing voice uh, isn't one of them. Uh, but I'm going to try to do my best to put a song together. Um, I wanted to be ready by this chapter, but I'm just not quite ready. Um, I have the guitar, the 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 melody all uh, done up and but I'm still learning how to focus on the the guitar riffs and to sing at the same time like it's like my the wires get crossed it's like I've, I'll focus on the guitar too much and then I'll mess up on the singing or then I'll focus on the singing too much and I'll mess up on the guitar so uh, I just need more time but uh, I do want to uh, sing it for you guys one day um, because I don't know about you but hearing the song of Moshe almost every day, and being able to sing it has been such a blessing to memorize that scripture because honestly it's it's one of the best ways to memorize scripture is to sing it. It's just like um it's just like um I mean even even to this day, if I'm like, you know, what letter comes up? I'm like A B C D E F G H I J K L M M P You know, it's like okay, all right, fine. <laughs> um we just that's just how we memorize it. in in song melody was instituted by Yahuwah. We were actually created It's in the book of Enoch. We were actually created to sing worship and praises to him. It's actually also in the first book of Adam and Eve. Um, If you haven't gone through that uh, line-by-line study that Justin and I did about over, almost maybe even two years ago now, a year and a half ago. I mean, that's literally why we were created. It was to sing praises unto him. So by singing these songs, you know, what a blessing it is, right, right? How many of you catch yourself, you know, those of you that are frequent here, if you're new here, uh, we do this every Friday night at eight o'clock, uh, central standard time. And if you're new, uh, please uh, let us know, uh, so we can welcome you properly. Uh, I mean, we're going to go back to the scriptures here in a second, but I'm just going go on a little tangent. But so if you're new here, please say something so that we can welcome you properly. But how many of you that are frequent here and have been hearing the song of Moshe often, how many, how many of you catch yourself, uh, you know, singing i sing to yahuwah for he is highly exalted the horse and his rider he has thrown into the sea yah is my strength and my song and he has become my deliverance he is my el and i praise him elohim of my father And I exalt him. Yahuwah is a man of battle. Yahuwah is his name. He has cast Pharaoh's chariots and his army into the sea. And his chosen officers are drowned in the sea of reeds. The depths covered them. They went down to the bottom like a stone. Your right hand, O Yahweh, has become great in power. Your right hand, O Yahweh, has crushed the enemy. And with the greatness of your excellence, you pulled down those who rose up against you. You sent forth your wrath, it consumed them like stubble and with the wind of your nostrils the waters were heaped up the flood stood like a wall the depths became stiff in the heart of the sea the enemy said i pursue i overtake i divide the spoil my being is satisfied on them i draw out my sword my hand destroys them Look like 30 people just left. <laughs> <laughs> you blew with your wind. The sea covered them. They sank like lead in the mighty waters. Who is like you? Oh, Yahweh, among the mighty ones. Awesome in praises, working wonders. You stretched out your right hand. The earth swallowed them. In your kindness, you led the people whom you have redeemed. And in your strength, you guided them to your Kodesh dwelling. Peoples heard, they trembled. Anguish gripped the inhabitants of Pelisheth, Then the chiefs of Edom were troubled, the mighty men of Moab. Trembling gripped them. All the inhabitants of Canaan melted. Fear and dread fell on them by the greatness of your arm. They are as silent as a stone. Until your people pass over, O Yahuwah, until the people whom you have bought pass over. You bring them in and plant them in the mountain of your inheritance, in the place, O Yahuwah, which you have made for your own dwelling, the meek dash, O Yahuwah, which your hands have prepared. Yahuwah reigns forever and ever. Hallelujah. <laughs> We just lost like fifty people. So <laughs> Listen, I wanted to do that for a reason. I wanted to share with you that we should all sing, regardless if we have a good voice or a bad voice, we should make a joyful noise unto Yahuwah, right? We should praise him. We should sing to him. That's why we were created is to sing praises unto him, to give him glory, and to abide in his truth in his Torah. That's literally why we are created. Period. End of story. End of story. So maybe it's time for you all to sing as well, right? And to praise him. It's something that I haven't done throughout my life. You know, I grew up singing, uh, I grew up singing Corn and Lincoln Park and Green Day and Offspring and Rancid and the Vandals and all these garbage lyrics, right? Well, now... And because of that, like, when, I, when, when he called me unto him, like, I forsook, I forsook all music, right? But now we're called to sing him praises. And we can sing the song of Moshe. And so that's why I wanted to put some song behind the song of the Lamb. Uh, I'll, sing, I'll sing you the melody, which I did earlier. You are worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For you were slain and have redeemed us to yah by your blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation and i've made a son to our yah king and priest and we shall reign on the earth O yahuwah worthy is the lamb that was slain worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power, riches, wisdom, and strength, and honor and esteem, and blessing. Blessing, honor and esteem, power be unto him that sits upon the throne, oh yeah. Blessing and honor to him, blessing, honor and esteem, power be unto him that sits upon the throne, oh yeah, power and esteem be unto him and unto the lamb forever never and, and unto the lamb F- actually i messed this part up forever never forever never so that's the song but i've got some some guitar stuff to put to it and i'm excited one day to get that together cuz like i said right now i can't get the guitar and the song together so it is what it is so honor praise esteem to Yahuwah, Seva Oath, through Yahusha, our Messiah. So, um, yeah, so I said, Adam, (laughs) Glenn Deco says, Adam is in a good mood. I'm actually always in a good mood, but you know what, see, this is what singing does, right? Singing, it's, it's a joyful thing to do, and guess what? He made us in, in our image, so if we become joyful with this song, how do you think he feels when we're singing songs that praise him, Right? If you're st- still singing like secular songs that talks about yeah money and blah, you know let's get that garbage out of you and sing and un- praises unto Him, right? So, anyways, um, yeah. So <laughs> now that the chat's going, so tell me who is new? Who is new here? I want to welcome you properly. And if you are new here, come join us, especially because maybe maybe you used to go to physical church and they've closed their doors. Well guess what? We haven't closed our doors for now. Um, who is new in here? Uh Rachel Peabody, soon you will sing and play guitar seamlessly. I agree. It's just gonna it's just gonna come. Right? Right? Hey, sister Jessica Arianes, good to see you. Good to see you. Linda Carter, hey, good to see you. Just thank you, sister. I got your letter. Um, Blessings to you. That's all I can say. Thank you. Um... Jessica Lynn, good to see you, sister, as well. Jessica Lynn is here with us. By the way, Jessica Lynn was able to uh, come back, praise ya! and her Zoom studies slash prayer session is going to be Wednesday at 11 a.m. Central. Those of you that are signed up for the Zoom studies, check your email. I sent out another email um, that has all the codes, including that new one as well. Um, Let's see here. Who else is here? kingdom in context what is going on bro speaking of which they have a a a praise challenge uh praise and worship challenge page which is awesome it's got a lot of uh footage of singing and uh, instrument playing by our brothers and sisters that are you know either singing psalms or their own songs or whatever so check that out that's actually a huge blessing um deep water guide is new awesome welcome welcome Welcome, Sherry. Good to see you. Terry Everett. Mm-hmm. Um, Demo Moore. Good to see you. Oh, here. Uh, Liz Salty Crew. New here. You're not new. Maybe this is your first time in the live chat, but I've seen your, your comments all over the place. And we're Facebook friends. There's a different, maybe it's Lisa, I don't know, in any case, yeah, Uh, Moki Girl said, Jessica's last live stream with Dr. P is awesome, all right, good to go, good to go, if you guys didn't also check out, um, last night I was on Brother Justin's channel, Christian Truthers, and we were just talking about this, uh, this uh, CV thing that's going on. And we're probably going to be talking about it once a week now on his channel until this goes away. Just because there's, there's so much to talk about. There is. Uh, what's going on, Sister Marcy? Good to see you. Um, Jana Garcia, my husband Vic and I are new. Hey, welcome. Oh, sorry, I should look in your eyes. Welcome. <laughs> um, I want to look like look you guys all in the eye more, but it, like the way that my Mac is set up, I have nowhere to put this i have to be cuz it's like it's a bigger max so i have to be like going like this and so it's like hard to like look you guys in the eye and see what's going on um anyways all right so we're going to close this up we're right at, actually we're under 2 hours for once um we're going to uh we're going to pray we're going to do the uh Aaronic blessing and actually brother david i asked you to remind me about something um at the end here and i can't remember what it was Let's see here. What was it? Yeah, T zebra chat is too fast to I know. Um Old but newish to chat. Hi, right, Kurt Vanafort, I know you. I know you all. Which by the way, I did I made it unannounced. Uh I have the Parable of the Vineyard Facebook page up, but my personal one I took down for now. I feel like I heard from Yahoo was like You spend too much time on there. Get away from it. and Oh, the fast. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So let's do a fast together. Um, Why don't we do this? Why don't we do this? Let's do it together so that we do this and we can do it together. How about you all? And you don't have to. Just think about it. Just think about it. Let's fast for what's going on in this world. Not fasting for this virus, if it even exists. I'm sure there is a virus, but, you know, the what's going on, what's causing the panic and the fear is the, the news. Um, people are afraid because Disneyland shut down. People are afraid because Cheesecake Factory shut down. People are afraid because schools are shut down. People are afraid because the news tells them to be afraid. So let's fast over what's going on in the world and... Let's fast for anticipation of what Abba can do in the midst of a people giving themselves wholly to Him. Why don't we, if you guys would like to join me, let's fast and let's keep it with just us. We don't have to go around telling everybody that we're doing this and that, but we can sanctify a fast together. Let's do it all day Friday and we'll break the fast Saturday morning for Shabbat. Which, I mean, I know y'all, you if you're like me, my Shabbat is from Friday night at sundown to Saturday at sundown. But let's fast so that we're together and we can pray together while we're all fasting next Friday. How does that sound to you guys? Who's in? Give me a, an I'm in. Let's do this together. Oh, yeah. I'm, I, I, when I do fast, I do water fast. I, I, I drink water. Um, you guys do whatever you can do. Um, if you can go without food... Motion not to ring. I'm not saying that the virus itself is fake. Okay, there's probably is a virus. Okay, um, and it's probably not more deadly than the common cold. But that's why it's you know killing, you know older people and whatnot. A lot of, there's a lot of reports saying that older people are dying of something, and they're just attaching, you know, the virus to it. But anyways, I'm not, I'm not here to insult you of what you guys believe. Uh, it's not my point. The point is what the real, the real danger here is what they're doing with the economy, what they're doing with uh, shutting down the world. And uh, not that it's a danger, not that we should even be afraid. But um, so, let's do a fast and do whatever you can do if you can abstain from food for, you know, for 24 hours. Great. If you can't, then you can't. Do whatever you can. There's a ton of uh, let's in. All right, we're in. Let's do this. You can do a juice fast, fine. But uh, uh if you want to don't join me, we'll do we're going to do a water fast, okay? Um I'm just saying if you want to do the same way I'm doing it, I'm doing a water fast. You can do it however you want. If you want to do a vegetables only fast, fine. Um if you want to do uh whatever fast, then do whatever. But um yeah, let's I want to read this really quickly. All right, so we got a ton of you all. Yeah, Stephen Schofield. Next time a one-week fast. So let's we're gonna we're gonna step this up as as the heat increases in this world. This week we're gonna do a one one day. Maybe the next time we'll do a two or three day, um, and maybe maybe eventually we'll do a seven day together. I don't know. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about a fast. Um, and if you guys if you can't do it Friday, then don't do it Friday. It's just it's fine. But even if twenty of you do it together with me, I think it'll be pretty powerful. Um. We're going to read a little bit from Isaiah. Isaiah 58, 6-11. Is this not the fast that I've chosen? To loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, and let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke. This is what a fast does for you. It also breaks curses it it kills diseases um, it repairs the body and it honestly in my opinion it makes you more in tune with the spirit and less in tune with the with the flesh it's the most basic thing you can do to show yahuwah of your reverence for him and denial of the flesh there's more to it but that's what's what we're going to talk about for right now so anyway so if you're with me uh, which, by the way, the other challenge I think is now ended. The Psalm 119. Uh, I said a 30-day challenge for you to listen or read Psalm 119 every day. Um, I, I did pretty good. I think I missed like three or four days where I just totally forgot. Like I woke up in the morning, I was like, ah, I didn't do it yesterday. But probably I got probably maybe I'll say I got probably 25 out of the 30 days uh, right. So I messed up. So if you messed up, don't worry because I did too. Um, so anyway, so again, the the fast is. Right. So, Sherry Stadel, you can break your fast maybe um, after we finish this or something. But uh, honestly, at the end of the day, I believe the Sabbath day uh, truly is, while I celebrate it from Friday evening to, to Saturday evening, I think truly, you know, Yahushua says, are there, are there not 12 hours in a day? I believe the Sabbath day, where we're not supposed to fast, is, you know... Um, The morning until sundown, Saturday morning until Saturday sundown. So that's just kind of where I'm at. But um, yeah, so Sister Sherry, I'm gonna I'm gonna eat my last meal Thursday night, and I'm gonna break it Saturday morning, so you all can um, break it Friday night. But I'd like I want us to be fasting while we're doing this together next week. So whatever. I don't want to keep talking about it. You want to join me? Join me. If you don't, you don't. No big deal. I love you the same. Um, Can I do a reminder video the day before? Seven kids, I get sidetracked. Maybe I'll just put, like, in the community tab. Maybe I'll put something. I don't know. So. Anyways. um, So. Yeah. Let's pray. Let's bow our hearts. Heavenly Father, Yahuwah, Most High, we just come before you in Yahusha's name we bless you and thank you for all that you do for us. Thank you for bringing us together. Thank you for calling us out of Egypt and calling us unto your son, Yahusha, and bringing us back unto you by his blood and forgiveness through belief in him. Thank you for giving us an understanding that your Torah is righteous. It's good. It's everlasting. It's sweeter than honey. It's more to be desired than gold. It's it's everything. It's your It's your ways. We pray that you continue to cultivate our heart and to remove any wickedness out of our heart and that you guide us, Abba, guide us on that narrow path to you. Abba, things are getting interesting in this world and we're just waiting for you. As the book of Enoch says, to cry for judgment and it shall appear unto you. Well, that we're doing, Abba. Bring judgment upon this world and come and gather your elect. Come and gather your people, Abba. Those that love you, call upon your name, believe in your son, and keep your commandments. Bless you, of Yahua, in Yahusha's name. Amen. Yevarechcha, Yahua, veYesh merechcha, Ya'er Yahua, panav elecha, vechnu neka, Yisra Yahua, panav elecha, veHashem lecha shalom. Yahua bless you and keep you. Yahua make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Yahua lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Mm-hmm blessings brothers and sisters Uh, Shabbat Shalom and uh, I pray that uh, maybe you want to join one of our brothers and sisters at the uh, Zoom studies tomorrow for some closer fellowship Um, but nonetheless, Shabbat Shalom to you and uh, give me about 15 minutes and we'll get the Torah portion started we're in the book of Leviticus now Um, so I'll see you all in Leviticus in about 15 minutes Uh, Shabbat Shalom brothers and sisters oh the song of Moshe don't let me forget do not let me forget here we go And one day we'll also have the song of the Lamb to play for you. Mm -hmm. All right, Shabbat Shalom, brothers and sisters.
1: I sing to Yahuwah, for He is highly exalted. The horse and its rider He has thrown into the sea. YAH is my strength and song, and He has become my deliverance. He is my El, and I praise Him, Elohim of my Father, and I exalt Him. Yahweh is a man of battle, Yahweh is His name, He has cast Pharaoh's chariots, And his army into the sea, And his chosen officers are drowned in the sea of reeds. The depths covered them, They went down to the bottom like a stone. Your right hand, O Yahuwah, Has become great in power Your right hand, O Yahuwah, Has crushed the enemy And in the greatness of your excellence You pulled down those who rose up against you You set forth your wrath It consumed them like stubble And with the wind of your nostrils The waters were heaped up The floods stood like a wall The depths became stiff In the heart of the sea The enemy said, I pursue, I overtake I divide the spoil, My being is satisfied on them. I draw out my sword, My hand destroys them. You blew with your wind, The sea covered them, They sank like lead in the mighty waters. Who is like you? Yahuwah among the mighty ones Who is like you, great in Kodeshah Awesome in praises, working wonders You stretched out your right hand, the earth swallowed them In your kindness you led the people whom you have redeemed your strength you guided them to your kodesh dwelling peoples heard they trembled anguish gripped the inhabitants of pelasheh then the chiefs of edom were troubled the mighty men of moab trembling grips them all the inhabitants of Kenan. Melted, fear and dread fell on them by the greatness of your arm. They are as silent as a stone. Until your people pass over, oh, Yahuwah, until the people whom you have bought pass over. You bring them in and plant them in the mountain of your inheritance, in the place, O Yahuwah, which you have made for your own dwelling, the meek dash, O Yahuwah, which your hands have prepared. Yahuwah reigns forever. And ever